Hey there, Dolls of Horror fans. D doll fan, d doll fans, horror fan dolls, do doll heads, dollars. We haven't come up with an endearing nickname to refer to all of you collectively just yet, so if anyone has any ideas. Anyway, have you found yourself liking our podcast so much that you were like, gee, I wish I could wear the Dolls of Horror logo across my torso all day. Or, my morning coffee would taste much better if the mug holding it had the Dolls of Horror on it. Well, you're in luck, because if you become a Patreon subscriber, you can get a t-shirt, or mug, or even a onesie for your baby, who definitely should be listening to this podcast about blood, boobs, and other adult themes. Note to self, pitch horror-themed daycare center. Now bring a little parts down here. Hell, we got plenty of snakes and lizards for them to play with. There's no problem with that at all. What? Huh? Where was I? Oh, yes. Um, if you go to patreon.com slash of horror, you can become a Patreon subscriber where you get all of our episodes a week in advance, along with some fun merch you can wear, drink out of, or torment your infant with. Go to patreon.com slash of horror today. And now for your episode. Trust me. This tour is incredible. You won't believe your eyes. It will be the most frightening experience of your life. Is it really scary? Let me put it this way. You're not pregnant, are you? Because our insurance won't cover us. We've had our problems. Uh, hard conditions, emotionally unstable or suggestible, please stay away. This is not the tour for you. Let's go. This is one of those rip-offs. Sure, walk away. I understand. If hearing the actual sound of Jane Mansfield's head being severed from her body is too intense for you, well then, you know, more power to you. Maybe you should try Disneyland. It's probably more your speed. Now listen, sport, are you saying that I'm not saying anything? I mean, this tour's too much for most people. Now, if you'll excuse me. You, sir! Are you interested in the uncut, uncensored truth about Hollywood's dark side? Hey, honey, didn't we see this the other night on the current event? No, sir, you did not. This is the stuff the TV networks just don't have the guts to show. I want to go. If you're too scared, you can just meet me back at the hotel. Step right in, madame. There's a window seat reserved just for you. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> well, St. Patrick's Day is right around the corner again. And what better way to acknowledge a day about the religious roots of Ireland than with a movie about a mythical creature from Irish folktales portrayed by an English actor? I mean, what about that doesn't speak to cultural sensitivity, am I right? Uh, anyway, if you were looking for Jennifer Aniston this time around, I'm afraid you're out of luck, as even she knew to bail out of this franchise after one installment. But that doesn't mean we can't have fun talking about this movie, right? So let's see what mischievous, deadly hijinks Warwick Davis gets up to this time around, as tonight, the dolls talk about 1994's Leprechaun 2. And now... The Dolls of Horror. It's showtime. Hi guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And happy St. Patrick's Day, y'all. Yes. Woo. Woo. 2021 St. Patrick's Day. Yes, another St. <laughs> Patty's Day in Rona times. Yes. <laughs> 
because last year it had just started and things weren't quite mm-hmm. closed down, but they closed down literally a few days later. Yep. Yep. They did. So it's been a year, guys. It's been a year in Rona Hell. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, you know, the year 2021 brings us that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> Just make sure all the gold pieces are accounted for. Yes, that is very important as we as we will learn. <laughs> and if they're not, you have to go find your missing gold piece and retrieve it at any cost. At any cost. Yes. So, if you guys have not guessed already, this St. Patrick's Day, we are talking about Leprechaun Part 2 from 1994. Because we already did Leprechaun Part 1 last year. Mm-hmm. So, Leprechaun Part 2. When was the first time you've seen Leprechaun Part 2? Gosh, I don't even remember. I was mm, probably quite a while ago. Um I definitely watched like a string of the Leprechaun mm-hmm. movies around the same time. So it was quite a while ago. I don't know, maybe like seven years ago, yeah. eight years ago, something like that. It was yeah. definitely like a St. Patrick's Day kind of like binge. <laughs> I want to say for me, it was, I mean, Leprechaun Part 2 is so not memorable. It's um, not. It's really not. I think that's why I can't remember when I first watched it exactly. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I know I saw several of the Leprechauns maybe 20 years ago, several for the first time. And I think Leprechaun Part 2 was one of those. I know I saw Part 3 before I saw Part 2 because uh-huh. I, I clearly remember Vegas. Yeah. And I clearly remembered The Hood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, so it was it was quite a while ago, but... I don't remember exactly when. And I always think that this is part three and Vegas is part two for some reason. Probably because usually in a series, it just gets progressively worse. And I like three better. Yeah, I actually (laughs) like three better as well. (laughs) So if you guys have not seen Leprechaun Part 2 from 1994, the synopsis is on his thousandth birthday... Mr. Lep here, he selects a descendant of one of his slaves to have as his bride. Uh, I would not want to be the lucky, lucky gal. No, no, not at all. It was uh, directed by Rodman Flender. And he also did uh, The Unborn, which is interesting. We saw that not too long ago. Tales from the Crypt, Season 5, Episode 4, and season six, episode 14. Mm-hmm. And he directed some episodes of season nine of The Office. So that's probably oh. his most big claim to fame. Sure, yeah. It's written by Cherry Meyer, who did Sleepstalker. I oh. really like Sleepstalker. That's a fun one. It's about the Sandman. Oh. The literal Sandman, you know, who goes and sprinkles sand in your eyes. Except, yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's evil. And... Mm-hmm. Candyman Part 3. Okay. All right. And Wrong Turn Part 2. All right. I like the Wrong Turn series. Mm-hmm. And he co-wrote this with Alfredo Septim, who also did Sleepstalker. 
So All they're right. like writing partners. And they may have done other things together. Like they may have done Wrong Turn 2 together. I didn't notate that, so I'm not sure. But I'm, I remembered when I was taking my notes that they had worked together often. And they were like partners. Oh, they're like writer friends. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like us. Like yes. Partners yes. Friends, you know? They're like the dolls. <laughs> yes, the dolls. The dolls of Leprechaun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying, guys. Um, okay. Favorite kill. Fatality. Ooh, there were a couple that I really liked. Um, but I have one that really stood out and shined. I'll preface it by saying I was a barista for a while. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. I, so I can understand the inherent terror of what occurred in Say- that. In that little <laughs> restaurant slash cough shop. In that espresso shop. It was like an espresso shop. Okay. Yeah. Um, my favorite kill is the barista slash server at uh-huh. the espresso shop. And he's cutting off our leprechaun. He's like, too much for you. You're drunk. You had enough coffee. You're out of <laughs> here. Um, and then he like stabs the barista. And he says something like, you know, oh, you kill me or something like that. And the <laughs> leprechaun is like, yes, I do. And he stabs his hand to the table and then he takes that steamer and like steams his face off. Like it melts. Yep. It's really great. And it was, um, oh my God, what's his name? Michael McDonald, uh-huh. I think, from Mad um, TV. Yeah. And I was Look like, oh my God. Can do, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that is my very favorite kill of the movie. And the face melting was so like gnarly and good. It was good. You know, one thing Leprechaun does do good is goo. It does goo very well. It does good. goo very well. You <laughs> gooed. Um, that's my favorite kill as well. I wrote Michael McDonald gets steamed to death. Yes. <laughs> I also love the line he says before he gets steamed to death, where he's, he's like, I prefer cash, but you're a little short. <laughs> yeah. And then he laughs about it because he's yes. like, so funny. Yes. Exactly. But I, too, was a barista for nine years mm-hmm. uh-huh. at Starbucks in between Bakersfield and here. I worked inside of a Starbucks inside of Avon's uh, grocery store, which is like also Safeway, Dominic's, oh, okay. Tom Thumb, all that. And uh, I then I worked there here at a Starbucks for five years. Yep. Five plus years. I worked in a and... Seattle's Best in Borders. Yes, yes, yes. So we know the barista life. And by the way, that steam wand is very, very hot. It's very <laughs> hot. So like, I, you know, I did have a moment of like, ooh, that would not yep. feel good. <laughs> I do have scars, like open wound scars from the steam wand a couple it's of times. Hot. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. hot. I've definitely burned myself on it before. When a cappuccino went awry. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, making a cappuccino is fun, though. It's like it's like a little bit more challenging, you know, to get that it's foam art. right. Yes, it's it is. Art. It's art. It's art because you got to lower it just enough, but not too much. They make bit bubbles, but you got to have exactly. little bubbles. It's got to be thick and dense, but not too thick and dense. It can't be milky. Yep. It's got to be yep. very light. I made a very very good dry cappuccino. Oh, yep. I had my customers who liked it very dry. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I wrote, I, I, I posted this on Facebook once, and it was a very bad picture because it was taken with my razor phone. That's how long ago it was. Oh, the razor. Yes. The razor. <laughs> uh, my pink razor. And I had a pink one, too. 
<laughs> yes. And uh, there was a customer's order, and it said, um, you know, the little boxes on the side. It had three raw, meaning, you know, raw sugars, and then XXX dry. And I said, that just sounds so dirty. <laughs> I know. Ooh, this is like the erotic coffee order right now. The erotic coffee order. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I remember that. And um, then we had a customer. We called him Decaf Dave because he was cool like that. And he didn't mind it. But he always got, you know, his decaf extra dry cappuccino as well. Nice. Shout out to Decaf Dave. Shout out to Decaf Dave, man. I wonder what he's doing now. Yeah. Um, And I think he had an extra shot of decaf in there, too. So it's like a triple decaf, extra dry cappuccino, and medium size, grande size. And, um, yeah, he's one of the few customers I remember their order and their name because that was his name, Decaf Dave. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. We had regulars. He loved it. That's sweet. Yeah, we had regulars, but I don't remember any of their names because I think we just kind of remember. We had nicknames for them, but they Uh didn't involve their names. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Like crazy eyes over there. (laughs) We're like, oh, it's like sunglasses guy, you know. Yep. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) he came in every morning. (laughs) Yes, these were not customers, but I worked across the street from a train station where there are lots of vagrants and homeless people Uh and lots of people that were on drugs and, you know, acting very erratic. And what we they had names like the spitter, Mm -hmm. the flasher. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) they would like assault our customers coming in the door with like spitting at them or flashing them. Oh my gosh. And we're like, the flash is back. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. And you're like, can you guys please not spit or flash right now, please? Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. Not cool. We had to chase them away all the time. But no, they're new up to their usual tricks of spitting and flashing, man. (laughs) Holding up to their namesake. Drugs are bad. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. (laughs) I coined that term uh, and I, I use it in. In my everyday life, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, drugs are bad. Yes. <laughs> That's something we said. We said at that store all the time. I started saying, and then everyone started saying it. Yeah. And we just saw some strange erratic behavior from outside the window. I was like, we're like, ooh, here. That's not drugs good are at bad. All. Drugs yeah. are bad. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Michael McDonald is my favorite kill. I Same. also honorable mention to the leprechaun as he explodes. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. I have an honorable mention as well. Okay. Um, it involves boobs, but dude, those aren't boobs. <laughs> um, it's an it's kind of like an off-scene kill because there's several of those, but you know, it's like when the dude thinks that it's the beautiful girl, and you're like, Yeah, that's not her, dude. That's not <laughs> her. And she's like, open up the shirt, or you know, she's got like boobs there, and he was like boobs and he's like going closer to them and then it turns out that they're actually like round like giant round saws and Mm -hmm. he just like puts his face in them and you see the blood splatter and the giant round saws the leprechaun made them start start up like acting like a power fan almost yes they're like spinning yep Uh Mm uh-huh yeah so he goes and he 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 faces those saws like the dude faced the inside out girl inside show Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the most memorable moments in the entire movie, honestly. 
that one and can we have an epic line oh yes line let's do it this is gonna be totally epic because my other favorite scene happens during my epic line and um okay so i work in restaurants on and off for many 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 years and saint patrick's day is always the worst like the worst time for real it's it is worse than thanksgiving week it is worse than christmas week it is the worst okay people are up to no good yeah it's and it was the same thing working at starbucks it was the worst because we here in chicago we have the dying of the river that gets green and then everyone's coming in from all over and they're already drunk by 10 a.m going to the river dying and this it's it's again it's it is the worst and working in restaurants it's just even if you're not an irish pub it's just bedlam it is so bad i work at a pizzeria and it was insane one year and i mean we had to say things like get off the table oh geez uh-huh like can you guys behave yourselves and be an adult for like two seconds while you're in this eating establishment come on right i remember i was working a double shift it was like 10 a.m. until midnight almost and my boss had to come into the other room because two drunk frat boy type bros were standing on the table oh boy Uh uh-huh and andy had to come and say get off the table (laughs) my god (laughs) yeah we had to say things like that for real at starbucks we had to say don't pee in the corner yeah, I believe I believe it. I worked in I worked in restaurants and customer service for many years, and that does not surprise me. That is, yep, that sounds like something humans would do. Yeah. So, after having all this experience working in restaurants on St. Patrick's Day, one year I screenshotted good old Leprechaun when he was at the bar, looking inside of that bottle. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I always post that around St. Patrick's Day. I'll tag you this year. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> and he says, because Leprechaun is just as punny and rhymy as the Crypt Keeper. Oh, and yeah. He takes so much enjoyment out of his cleverness like Crypty does. So that's why I love the character of the Leprechaun so very much. But he says... Drink what you want. Drink what you're able. If you're drinking with me, you'll be under the table. Uh, what are you doing? Watch it and learn. Drink what you want. Drink what you're able. If you're drinking with me, you'll be under the table. I have that written down too. It's so good. It's such a great line. It, I've always remembered it. I remember that most about this entire movie. I remember that more than any of the kills. I remember that scene more than anything in this movie. I remember the scene more than the bride. I, I love that scene so much because it is, it is so life in restaurant business. And my honorable mention line. Is something I also really love. And that is when he first appears. Well, when he second when he reappears in present day. Yes. 
And he drinks uh, some whiskey and spits it out and looks at the bottle very, very grumpily. And he says, blended Canadian, the only whiskey is Irish whiskey. Blended Canadian. The only whiskey is Irish whiskey. I wrote that one down too. I love him so much and his appreciation for Irish whiskey over Canadian whiskey. Yes. He's yes. a he's a little he's a leprechaun who knows his whiskeys. He knows his drinks. And he loves them and he gets very insulted when someone tries to give him blended blended Canadian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mm-mm. so just a piece of advice. Don't give don't give any other whiskey to a leprechaun other than an Irish whiskey. It's true. It's true. Well, I will say that I think my favorite line is actually the drink what you want, drink what you're able as well, because yes. it's so great. And, um, you know, it's like <laughs> I, I like I could definitely not out drink Leprechaun. Like, no way I would be no. out so fast. But like, oh, my God, somebody says that to you and you're just like, it's on. Like, you know, Bring you it. have to. Yeah, you're like, all right, let's see it. <laughs> I'd be under the table very quickly, I feel like, in that in that competition. But great scene. One of my favorite scenes as well. Um, I guess as like a second runner up. Okay, so I have my list that I keep right, and one of them is dogs of horror. So whenever a dog pops up in a movie, I stop the movie and I take out my phone and I add it to my list. So I will say there's a dog in this one. And his name is Andretti, which is hilarious because he's like the go-kart course like dog. <laughs> and his name is Andretti. And so there's a, a moment where the dude is just like, it's just Andretti, our guard dog. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And I'm like, are we not gonna like, are we not gonna like stop and appreciate that like this dog's name is Andretti? And he's like a go-kart racetrack like dog. And that's yeah. adorable. These are our friends. Now scram. That's just Andretti, our guard dog. Come on, let's go start our engines. <laughs> I wrote but, like, that down too because I grew up in a big racing family. My dad was uh-huh. a racer at some point. Um, not cars, but motorcycles. Okay. And mm-hmm. every, they made several race car references like the Indy 500 and stuff. And every year the Indy 500 was like football. It was like Super Bowl you know, in our house. And so I grew up watching Mario Andretti. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And all those racers of that time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was definitely like, that is cute. Like, that's fun. That's fun (laughs) that the dog's name is Andretti. (laughs) Our childhood dog's names were Nixon after the racer Richard, or not Richard, Richard Nixon? Like the president? Yeah. No, his name wasn't Richard. It was something else. Anyway. There was a Nixon race or motorcycle racer, and so our dog's name was Nixon. And Aww. our other's dog dog's name was Ascot after the racetrack. Oh, right. that's so cute. Yeah. So I really, really, really related to the dog being named after yep. a racer. Oh, totally. Right. That's that is so cool. I'm glad I brought it Nixon. Up. Okay, Richard. there we go. Uh, Richard there is the go. president. Gary yeah. Nixon. Uh, 1967 through 1968 was when he was the champion. Damn. Yeah, so he was like God in my home. Yeah. Growing up. 
So hey, shout, shout out to Gary Nixon. Shout out to Gary Nixon and the Ascot Motor Speedway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Andretti as well. <laughs> right. And all this time, all I wanted to do was name the dog something cute, like like Buddy or something, right? Yeah. Yes. No, we're naming them after race car drivers. <laughs> That's right. so cute. So, yeah. Anyway, that's my story. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, that's that is my second runner-up line. I will say there's also another line that just like it's like it was really like awkward. So it's the guy with the dog and Dreddy, and it's the guy who's like who's like all about our like female lead, right? Mm-hmm. When he's like, "Hey, I don't have to work right now. You're here. I got a special helmet waiting for you." And it's like, "Ooh, like take me home." Like that sounds so dreamy. But um, he says at one point, because she's, like, leaving and, like, she's saying, like, no, hey, you know, leave me alone. And he says, and what about those chili dogs? It's like, Uh what? So, did you have a good time tonight? Yeah, thanks for the ride. Hey, wait up. You said your parents weren't home. So? Well, aren't you going to invite me in? Ian, you know I'm going out with Cody. I thought you guys called it quits. No, we didn't. Good night, Ian. Just a second. I took the whole night off for you. And what about those chili dogs? <laughs> Ian, you better go. You guys are going out for chili dogs? Like, this guy is a romantic. So romantic. Like, this is your hot date, right? Yeah. <laughs> Slick track and chili dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm good, dude. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and again, let's just mention it one more time. I just love, I prefer cash, but you're a little short. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, Michael McDonald, I love you. Love you. I do too. Oh my God, I love him. I haven't thought about him in a while, you know, so I was like, oh, yeah. that's right. Okay. I haven't thought about him since I made a Stuart meme. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right i mean i skipped right over this but do you have i don't really have anything to say do you have anything to say about the kill creativity um all i have to say there were you know there was um there was multiple like off-camera kills mm-hmm. um you know, it wasn't super, like, kill-heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, hey, like, props for how it happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you got the round saws to the face. You got the steamer to the face. Mm-hmm. You got the pot of gold in the guy's stomach. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's, definitely a, there's definitely some different techniques going on, but there is quite a bit that's, like, off-camera. The pot of gold in the guy's stomach reminded me so much of a scene from Wishmaster Part 2 in the casino. Oh. When the, when the lady gets filled up with gold, or not gold, but like chips or yeah. coins in her stomach. <laughs> yeah, because I guess she's wishing for it, right? So yep. that really reminded me of that. But of course, this came first. So, hey, Wishmaster, you stole it. <laughs> it's good, though. It's good. <laughs> it's good. And then we had the... Um, the talent agent on the sidewalk, played by Mark Keeley of <clears throat> 90210, by the way. <laughs> and he was he gets his finger ripped off because Leprechaun wants his ring. Yeah, gold. Because so he's he like ripped his finger off. 
Yeah, because he's like, call me if you get a showcase. And he like gives him right. his card or whatever. And then the leprechaun takes off his finger. That's pretty great. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. And he pulls that guy's golden tooth. He pulls the, the homeless <laughs> gentleman's golden tooth out. Rhyming the entire time. Uh-huh. Yeah. You may feel some pain. It's a pity. I forgot me Novocaine. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he says. Yep. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that, that just was rude. Don't mess with my teeth, man. Golden I knot. I know. I know. Uh <laughs> okay uh shall we talk about our cast yeah let's do it okay now we already did go on a we love warwick davis um rant when we covered leprechaun part two but you were not a part of that episode so was there anything you wanted to add on the great warwick davis um, so, I mean, one of the first things I wrote in my notes was Warwick with like multiple exclamation points. Mm-hmm. Um, man, what a, what a like, man, he's been in so mm-hmm. many things. I always mm-hmm. think of Willow like first, mm-hmm. but, um, Willow and Leprechaun are the movies they pretty much think of first, but I love him. I love him in, as Leprechaun. Like, it's just a really fun role for him. It is so fun. I love him. It is of course Willow. I grew up with Willow. Yeah, and Leprechaun, also Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he had an appearance in one of the newer ones they released a few years ago. Actually, out mm-hmm. of the makeup, so you could see who he was. Yeah. Which was fun. Um, he did a Snow White, which is nice. Mm-hmm. He did Tenth Kingdom. Which was oh. a mini series. I don't know if you saw that. It was I 2000, year two thousand. It was a fun little mini series. He did a very unlucky leprechaun, which could be part of this franchise, but it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, all the leprechaun movies, Leprechaun in Space, Leprechaun in the Hood. Yep. Oh, he's just done so much and he's so talented. And I always love him. I love him so much. Same. So, yeah. I'd love to meet him. Like, he just seems like such a cool person. Yeah. He was uh, supposed to be at a convention last year that I was trying to go to, but the, the Rona wrecked it all. Right. It was in Lexington. Rona. So that kind of ruined that. But yeah, Warwick is the best. And even though he's not Irish, which my friend, our friend, Elena, has beef with mm-hmm. <laughs> she 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 gets a little worked up with warwick being the leprechaun because he's not irish he's english <laughs> yep <laughs> okay um honestly this cast is is for the most part not very memorable no there's some fun cameos there are some fun cameos like, um, I loved Mark Keeley, of course, because I was a fan of him from 90210, which happened before this, mm-hmm. by the way. And he had a reoccurring for several years on that. He played the handsome teacher everyone was crushing on. Because he I is pretty handsome. Mm-hmm. handsome. So who the guy who played Cody, his name is Charlie Heath. He was also in 90, but he was in the Beverly Hillbillies movie from 1993, which mm-hmm. I remember my parents taking me out of school early one day so we could go see that in the theater. Oh, <laughs> no. He was also in the TV movie 
Friends Till the End with Shannon Doherty and Jennifer Blanc, who I love. And the movie is great. It's so fun. It's musical. It's good. <gasps> oh, man. It has everything for you, Summer. It has music. It has killing. It has backstabbing friends. It oh, has wow. a ballerina. Awesome. What? I mean... It kind of has everything I require in a movie. Yeah, I mean, it really does. Like, <laughs> did somebody just, like, go into your mind and, like, yeah. pull out everything and say, all yeah. right, put it into a movie? Yeah, that was, 19, <laughs> that was 1990, uh, six or 1997. It was an NBC movie, and you can find it on YouTube, and it's amazing. I it sounds awesome. I love it. I still love that movie. The music in it is really good. It's really, really good. Nice. So it really makes it. Bridget, played by Siobhan Durkin, also 90210 alum. She was in Tammy and the T-Rex. Yep, I wrote that one down. And I remember, have you seen this one, Ghost in the Machine? No, uh uh-uh. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. It came out right before Leprechaun 2, and it's good. It's actually, from what I remember, it's really good. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but it's really, really good. In... It made me afraid of the garbage disposal. Let's just put it that way. Ooh, garbage disposal stuff can be gnarly. Yeah. Made me afraid of the garbage disposal and the pool. Ooh. So if we have any Ghost in the Machine fans out there, hit me up because I want to talk about this movie. Uh, Sandy Barron played Uncle Morty. He died fairly mid-young at 64 years old from emphysema and he's most known for vamp which is actually Mm -hmm. a movie that our artist clark brought up to me not too long ago too oh yeah i like vamp Mm -hmm. it's fun right yeah adam bisque played ian i remember him from blossom oh blossom yeah (gasps) i haven't thought about blossom in a minute and he did the show, very short-lived, short-run show called uh, Todd in Dweebs. And it was 1995. It co-starred Farrah Forky and Stephen Tobolowsky. It was on CBS. And I love me some Stephen Tobolowsky. Uh, you know who that is? Not by name. Uh, if you, you gave would. me. Okay. Um, Groundhog Day? Okay. Bing. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. All right. And oh. single white female. Okay. Um, played her boss, her skeezy okay. boss. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. He's an amazing character actor. He's so, so, so funny and so good all the time. Also, co star of one of my favorite old shows, which is also a short run, one year after The Dweebs, uh, Mr. Rhodes. <laughs> I've never seen that. Also code starred Farrah Forky. So they just like oh. moved right along. Yeah, yeah. They're like, okay, all of you come over for this project. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Anyway. I love that. I love that so much. Every time I see Steven's name, it makes me smile. Oh. William O'Day played James Lancaster. And he is known for Prestige, Lost Souls, Titanic, and Die Hard Part 2. As well as Days of Our Lives. <laughs> Arturo Gill played, he was credited as Drunk at Pub, which is very random, but he was one of the little people. Oh, okay. And you remember when I told you that Passions got all the little people? Yeah. He was on Passions? 
All right, there we go. You know, I was thinking that. I actually think I wrote it in my original note somewhere where I'm like, I wonder if any of them were in Passions. Mm -hmm. And you knew I would tell you. I know. He also did, get this, we talked about this too, Nightmare Cafe oh, with Robert mm -hmm. England and um, Mick Garris. And Unhappily Ever After was a sitcom, which was awesome. He did the musical movie version of the fantastics with joel gray have you seen it no oh it's so fun i love me some joel gray ever since cabaret oh and there is a version of snow white that i also adore canon films you know like the camera mm -hmm. they put out a series of fairy tales and they always got these like amazing headliner stars to play in them like Christopher Walken was in the Puss in Boots one. Oh, oh my God. Or maybe it was the Emperor's New Clothes. I don't recall. Either sounds great. Right. Anyway, Arturo Gill was in the Snow White one with Diana Rigg as the evil queen. Oh, so, so good. And these were usually musicals too. So it was really great. I love this series of fairy tales to this day when I can find them on YouTube. And I think I have a couple on DVD. I think I have the Beauty and the Beast one on DVD. Aww. I will watch it because it's they're so well made. And yeah, they're 80s and they feel like it. But they're so good. There was a Hansel and Gretel one with Ooh. Cloris Leachman, who recently passed away I know. I think this, this week, right? Yeah, very recently. She, yes, she played the witch. <gasps> that is so and awesome. Hansel and Gretel, and she was scary, and she was good. And David Warner played the dad who, who led them into the woods to get them lost. I mean, yeah. this series of fairy tales had such good cast members in them. And yeah, Arturo was one of them. You got to check out these fairy tales if you like fairy tales because they they really um, stayed kind of true to the Grimm's uh, scariness of it. It wasn't Disney. It was freaky. That's awesome because mm -hmm. all of those fairy tales, they're really like they're pretty gnarly. I mean, they there's, a lot, of, there's a lot of like death and betrayal mm -hmm. and I love them. Yeah, I want to see I mean, the series. I mean, Snow White. Dude had to bring her heart back in a box. Yeah. Yeah. That's not nice. You know, that's no. pretty gnarly. No, that's not nice at all. Mm -mm -mm. All right. Moving on along. Tony Cox played the, he's credited as African-American leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> so we all know what that is. Yeah. But he was Beetlejuice. He was also Willow. Yep. And Bad Santa. Everyone knows him from Bad Santa. Oh, yeah. He's been on kinds of stuff, though. I mean, he was in Friday, Me, Myself, mm -hmm. and Irene. Mm -hmm. Ghoulies Part 4. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know we have some Bill and Ted fans out there. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the new one yet? I have not. Have me you? Neither. No, me neither. I'm hearing mixed reviews from certain people. Some people love it. Some people say it was a colossal waste of time. That's kind of what I've been hearing, too. Right. So I guess I'll just have to figure it out for myself. Same. Yeah. Now, we have the phenomenal Clint Howard. I know. And there's one point where, like, he makes a suggestion for him to go to, like, the ice cream parlor or something. 
Yeah. I was like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> A little nod to ice cream man there. Yes. Actually. When did Ice Cream Man come out? I think Ice Cream Man came out after this. I was going to say, I feel like it probably came out after, but I liked it anyway. Oh, I loved it too. Yeah. Well, it was released the year after, so I don't know what was filmed oh, first. Sure, it could have sure. been filmed before. Who knows? But it was very, very close. So a little, yeah. little Ice Cream Man action there. Clint loves his ice cream. He does. His <laughs> wife, played by Kimmy Robertson. Do you recognize oh, love- her from anything? I- uh, yeah. yeah, I just finished like another rewatch of Twin Peaks. Like I, I love yeah. her. She's so cute. And of course, like Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead and Honey I Shrunk the Kids and so yeah. good. And Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. She's uh, she is. Oh my god, she I just babe. I love her in general. I love her voice. I I just love her. She's so cute, and I love her. She was in a Tales from the Crypt episode with John Lovitz called Top Billing. And ah. it's, one of, it's one of my faves. Cute. I'm actually trying to buy that series on DVD, so I have it and I can like watch all of them. It is worth it, and like I said, it's not that expensive. It's not. I was looking. It's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. It's been out long enough, but mm-hmm. it's not out of print yet. So that's when that's like the sweet spot when you can get a it deal is. when it's been out, but it's not out of print. So I definitely recommend getting the box set. But I yeah. love top billing. That episode is so, so good. It was uh, season three, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my faves. Of course, we already mentioned Michael McDonald, who was also on Passions. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's also a director. I don't know if you know that. Um, he not only directed Mad TV, he directed Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Mike and Molly. I didn't know that. No. Yeah, he's a talented man. He's not just yeah. a funny guy. Obviously, he's a writer, too, because Mm -hmm. I know the Mad TV people wrote a lot of stuff they did. Oh, he also directed uh, Scrubs. Oh, whoa, really? Yeah, Seventh Heaven and Cougar Town, which I loved. It was fun. You know, I haven't really seen much of Cougar Town. I've only seen, like, one or two episodes. Yeah, it was fun, though. Yeah, it's a good show. Um, Yeah, so he's he's multi-talented. I love Michael McDonald so much. Oh, yeah. Love his face. I love him. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, the desk sergeant, played by Al White, mm-hmm. is, I think he's most known for the airplane movies of the 80s, parts one and two. Sure. Uh, Howling, part six. Mm-hmm. And recently he was in Switched at Birth, the ABC family show. Oh. And let's not forget Tales from the Crypt, season two. Uh, he was in the Sam Kinison episode. And Katie Seagal, I think, was also in that episode. Nice. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, I have our homeless man, Billy Beck. He played the Can Man in The Blob, 1988. Oh, hey. Mm-hmm. I really I like that version. Bob. Me too. I like, I like the 88 version. It's good. It's real me good. Me too. And we know I love me some Shawnee Smith and some Kevin Dillon, too. So oh, yeah. It's just a winner for me. He was in House. Nice. He was in the Wes Craven movie that I love called Summer of Fear. I haven't seen that. It's good. And the book's really good. And I think they did a really good job adapting this one. Nice. It's early 80s, late 70s. I want to say awesome. early, early 80s. And it had uh, a very young Fran Drescher. Oh, I love Fran. I love I know. her. And she was beautiful. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> she was so young. And uh, Linda Blair. 
Mm-hmm. And Lee nice. Purcell. Lee Purcell okay. played played the bad guy in it. Spoiler alert that she is the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Billy Beck did some fun stuff. He did um, House, mm-hmm. the movie, and the show I love with Tim Atheson and Catherine Hicks called Tucker's Witch from, I think, like 1980, like really, really long time ago. So wow. much fun. So, yeah, Billy Beck, man. Love you. That's all I got. Again, yeah. the most memorable part of the cast members were, like, the bit parts, the tiny people. The cameos. Yeah. yeah the oh, yeah. Cameos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't mean tiny people as a pun. I mean tiny characters. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, our leads, I'm, like, I'm not I – don't, I don't remember them. I remember yeah, – I remember the smaller parts and even though these people were not like famous at the time, then they, they went on to become more of a bigger name for the most part. I still remember the most about this movie. Yeah. How about a fashion moment? Young, hot, and an attitude that says, who cares? It's only fashion. That Hansel's so hot right now. Ooh, okay. There were a couple. I have a couple. Um, my absolute favorite fashion moment are the leprechaun shoes. <laughs> I love them. I love them. They got like the little gold buckle on them, the mm-hmm. little like little heel on them, mm-hmm. and they're they're real cute. Um, his whole, in particular, I love the shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my runner up for that is um, Clint Howard and Kimmy Robertson's matching tourist outfits. I love the hat. I love the shirt. I love yep. it all. Me too. <laughs> it's adorable. It's so fun. It's so cute. They really do look like a, a little cute married tourist couple. They do. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. They do. Kind of reminds I, me of me and Henry. Oh, I, like, really, I really hope you guys wear matching outfits like that. No, but. <laughs> I like to imagine it, though. That's when we cute. go to conventions, maybe I'll make him wear the Dolls of Horror t-shirt. Do it. Oh, do it. I'll be like, that's my wife. <laughs> Pointing to my face on his chest. Yeah. But, well, when we go out, I do things like, oh, I want to do something like, like, the, like the tour, right? Like that tour. And he'll be like, no, I don't want to do that. I'll be like, what, you scared? Aww. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely me. My fashion moment is something that is so early to mid-90s. I mean, I had to pick it. It's Bridget's outfit. She's wearing like this high-waisted pant Uh and a very too big white, uh, looks like a men's shirt that's tied in front, paired with a denim jacket. Yeah, I know. That look is awesome. I wrote it down too. <laughs> the whole thing. The the shirt. At first, I just, just picked the shirt because it was so ridiculous. It was so oh, yeah. huge. It was mm-hmm. so huge. But I do remember tying my shirts in front like that too. Yeah. Or off to the side. I still I, I, I still rock tied shirts. Like I have some <laughs> shirts. I always tie them in the front. I love that look. <laughs> right. So she's definitely my my look. I had, I had a hard time finding that. I was at first my one so generic and I'm like her red velvet bride's gown. I'm like oh. it's so 
I'm like, that's so, like, whatever. Like, I know I can find something better. And then when I watched it a second time, I was like, yes, that shirt. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, those pants. Oh, hold oh, on. That, ja- that jacket. That jacket. Yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah, I'm actually kind of obsessed with that look. It's pretty great. It's pretty great, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hair moment. This doesn't concern you, LaFleur. Not nearly as much as your hair does. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, Cody, our, like, leading dude. Okay. Uh-huh. I, like, love his, like, 90s-ass, like, dude that he has. <laughs> like, Cody remind he looked just like so many other characters uh-huh. in movies at the time. Like, he reminds me so much of um, the main kid from Hocus Pocus. Yes, Omri Katz. Yes, he looks just like the whole ensemble, the hair, like all of it. Yeah. He kind of kind of reminds me of like Sean from Boy Meets World as yeah. well. Like he, <laughs> like you could take that kid and put him in like like so many other movies during that time frame, and like it would work. So he definitely gets my pick for hair, just because like that was a look. That was a look at the time. It was a look at the time. You know what else was a look of the, at the time? Hmm. My hair moment, which is Ian, he had some pretty sweet mid-90 curl action. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I noted Again, that one, too. A lot of people looked like that as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's just, I was like, those curls, got to be those curls. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Prop we would like to own. I have a couple. Um, I did, you know, I did like the pot of gold, mm-hmm. but I feel like that would be kind of, I don't know. Generic? But, yes, exactly. Where it's like, duh, it's a leprechaun movie. Of course you picked the pot of gold. So I had to find alternatives to that. I did like the leprechaun's little bar cart that he had down in his little house mm-hmm. where he had all the bottles and stuff like that. Um, so that's a more practical thing I would like is just <laughs> our cart. But my favorite thing of all, the prop I'd really like to own is the Dark Side Tours sign or that's on top of the uh, the hearse. Uh-huh. I would just like that. It's kind of like a taxi. Like, yeah. You know, um, I just would want that. And I would proudly display that somewhere. And people would be like, what's that from? And I'm like, it's okay if you haven't seen it. But it's a <laughs> Leprechaun movie. It's Leprechaun 2. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. I I think my winner, my ultimate winner, is Lep's little go-kart slick track car. Oh, that's fun. It had so much detail to it is why I picked it because it was so amazing. First, it had like skull headlights, mm-hmm. right? Kind of reminded me of Killer Clowns almost. Totally. Yeah. Right? And then it had a four-leaf clover emblem on it, but it was crossed out, <laughs> right? And the car has a name. You know how, like, those race cars they'll have sponsors, like the cool cigarette car or something, yeah. right? The car's name was I Want Me Gold. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wrote that down. That's so funny. So I picked that go-kart car because of all those little details, the headlights, at first, I was, like, thinking real small. I was like, I just want one of those headlights. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, no, I want the whole damn car. What am I kidding? Yeah, shit. You know, dream big. Whole dream car. Big. Whole car. All Operational. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Right? <laughs> Take it out for a stroll. I say, just cruise around in that baby. I am little enough. <laughs> <laughs> My runner up is I had two little items, which I picked just in case I couldn't find anything else because I was struggling until the I- car came out. I was struggling a little bit too. Other than my dark side tour sign, which came up pretty early. Other than that, I was like, I don't know, the pot of gold. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I really like the opening credits, the map situation where they were kind of giving you your your story Mm -hmm. a little bit, your backstory of what's going on. Yeah, that was beautiful. Bride and all that stuff. It was really pretty. If that was was a real thing and not like a CGI thing they did for the credits, I would want um, that I'd frame it, put it up. It was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Something I would also put in a shadow box and put up was the Leprechaun's divining rod. Oh, <laughs> nice! Because <laughs> I just thought it's so practical. It is very practical, right? Yeah, that's handy. But no, definitely the slick track car. Mm-hmm. It's got to happen. Yes, and real quick, going back to those credits, I do mm-hmm. have to say. Fun talk. Join me in my world of fonts. Um. Okay. The leprechaun, like the, the lepre- It reminds me of something that I would have like seen on an Angel Fire like website page. <gasps> right. Right. Um. Where I'm like, oh, I literally used like like font generators like back then when I had my Angel Fire page, and like I I can vividly picture like fonts like that where I would have like typed in leprechaun and then it would have popped up and i would have added that to my angel fire like page what was your angel fire page called do you remember oh i do not remember it was a long time ago but i definitely had several um because i (laughs) i I loved like i taught myself like some basic web design when i was Uh like 12 like 13 um so i really loved i I really loved like making websites and stuff that's so cool i was never that handy the most i did was put like music and graphics on my myspace page that was the shit though that was the shit but i i i visited a lot of angel fire pages so i know exactly what you're talking about and sometimes you know the the would scroll oh yeah Right? I had my favorites on my bookmarks, you know. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's what it reminds me of. So I had to give a font talk to that. I mean, font I was... talk, man. And I, I know I'm, I have a clear image in my head. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Right. There was like Mm-mm. there was like a font like uh there is like this font generator website that I used. I don't remember what it was, but like you would literally like type in what you wanted and then it gave you options, you know, and you would mm-hmm. basically like download it as like a JPEG or something, right? Mm-hmm. And then you could add it into your website. Mm-hmm. And it very much reminds me of fonts that I saw in there. It's true. It's yep. true. <laughs> I, I I remembered um one my favorite one was um I think it was Blue Dragonfly. Aww. And it it had it had some really pretty fonts in there. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Uh, special effects. Oh, there were some nice uh there were some nice ones. Like you said, they do good with like gooey, good. Um, do good goo. <laughs> they do. So I did really like the um I did really like the barista steaming your face off thing i like how the blood kind of like 
came out of his like was bubbling to the surface of his face. Mm-hmm. And I did really also like the um the pot of gold in the guy's stomach and particularly like when he cuts him and then his like mm-hmm. stomach is all like, yeah. So there were some good special effects. And I, I like the, I like the cheesy lightning at the beginning too. <laughs> <laughs> you like when cat. you walked out of the tree. Yeah. <laughs> with all the fog. And <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I liked, I liked most. Um, I liked Mark Keeley's finger getting ripped off. Oh, that was fun. I, I love a good finger ripping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was also fun. I was watching the credits because I do that. And they had several people credited. First of all, Bill Cochran with Ultimate Effects is credited. As, I think he's the main guy, right? Okay. So Ultimate Effects was the company that did the effects. Also, the makeup effects were d- done by Todd Masters. And they had a skeleton puppeteer. Hello. Aww. So that was Scott Patton. And I love me a skeleton puppeteer. Yes. Me too. You know, I mean, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing right now as a career, (laughs) I would love to become a skeleton puppeteer. Right? Living the dream, man. Yeah, you know? (laughs) Dream big. Dream big. Cinematography. Um, you know, there were some, you know, it's not necessarily like a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> right. I'll put it that way. It's not like some of the other movies we've watched where it's like, you know, Halloween like, wow. has some really cool cinematic kind of things to it. Um, it's not like that. But there are some shots that I in particular shots that I really liked. Um there's a shot at one point of uh, our main guy and our main girl, Bridget and Cody, um, and it's kind of red, and they're mm-hmm. standing together. I really liked that, and I do really like the shot of um, Morty where his face is, like, in the water and the ice. He's, like, <laughs> drunk, and he's like, you got to drive this tour hearse, and right. I really like that. Um, yeah. And by the way, shout out to Leprechaun Part 2 for, for saying that he's too drunk to drive. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Good good job not letting him get in that get behind the wheel. Right. Right. And also not letting him give refunds. Yes. <laughs> I uh, this movie I think that's all I have to say about cinematography. Yeah. This movie for me had um it had good fog. It did have good fog. Okay, it did. Yeah, good fog. I really liked the opening scene where the man is running through that foggy forest. Mhm. And that's all I that's all I got. Um, the cinematography was on this was a woman. It was Jane Castle. Oh, so right. yeah, girl power here, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, again, not a cinematic masterpiece, but it's not terrible to look at. It's not. No. No. How about some music? music. music. Oh, the music was pretty fun. There mm. was. Some- Fun, like Celtic kind of leprechaun sounding music, and um, there were. I really liked. I wrote that I really liked the drunk ashtray music when Leprechaun <laughs> is drunk, and he's. And I also really liked that shot too, though, where like Leprechaun is at the end of the bar, and he's yeah. just like sitting there watching them, and Morty is like sitting there, and he's like, well, well you know, I really like that scene. But um, I really like the drunk ashtray music. It's hilarious, and the ashtray coming through the air, but. Mm-hmm. Lep's drunk, so yeah. it's wavering like- and tilting and going. It, it was failing the sobriety walk the line test. 
Yeah. In other words. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and I liked like there's a moment like this hide and seek kind of music when he's looking for them in the in his house. So mm-hmm. yeah. And then there's some moments where it turns into kind of like soft rock or kind of like rock music, mm-hmm. kind of. So the music is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I called this music in my notes Irish fantasy. Accurate. It was very fairy tale, very fantastical. Mm-hmm. This one was composed by John Elias. Uh, did 2009's Children of the Corn? Children of the Corn. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a Tales from the Crypt episode with the one with Kim Delaney in season two. Okay. He did Vamp. All right. Mm-hmm. He also did the original Children of the Corn in 1984. Oh. And, um, what, um, Watchmen was a pretty big movie. Yeah. He got to compose for that as well. Now, this one is composed by John Elias, but the next two, I think, are actually composed by Dennis Tenney, Kevin Tenney's brother, who also composed Witchboard. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So we'll get to talk about Dennis Tenney next year. Yay. <laughs> Which I'm very excited for. <laughs> this movie had a few songs in it. We had Living in the City by Nigel Jenkins. We had Forgive and Forget by Graham McLean. And Wham Bam Alakazam Rockabilly by the Road Kings. That must have happened during a race car scene. I think so, yeah. <laughs> but I love me some rockabilly, so yay for the road yeah. king, right? Yeah. Okay. Aging? Oh, I mean, it definitely has a particular... Uh, it definitely has a particular look. <laughs> yeah. As you like to say with other movies, it's a time capsule. <laughs> it is a time capsule. <laughs> it is a time capsule. <laughs> Uh, the twist. I wrote that the twist was that Lep was duped by Cody with a chocolate coin. I wrote that as the twist as well. <laughs> like, come on, man. You don't know a real coin from a chocolate coin? It took you that yeah. long to figure it out? Come on, man. You should know better. Even I know the difference. You would think that, like, the magic coin would have, like, a certain feel to it, you know? Where, like, uh-huh. when the leprechaun's reunited with his coin, you would think there would be, like, this, like, like I don't know, like a like a tingle or, like, a buzz. Like, you would feel it yep. versus, like, just a chocolate coin where you wouldn't get, like, the magic feel. Exactly. Exactly. And props to Cody. I did not think he had it in him to... <laughs> I was not very faithful. I was. I didn't have a lot of faith in Cody. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, this guy's going to fuck it up. Like, she's going to end up being married to him. Like, to the leprechaun. Yeah. This This is her. This is her hope is, like, Cody? Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. you know, a, Cody, Cody surprised me on that one, you know? He pulled it out. But, you know, he's also lived with a con man for a long time. Yes, he's got some cons up his sleeve. I'll give him that. Yeah, so he has some con experience. And I got to appreciate how much Cody was focused on the goal, where Morty just wanted the money. And Cody's like, no, we got to get the girl. 
Yeah, I will give him that. I will give him that. Yep. So, good job, Cody. <laughs> All right, Cody. I mean, I didn't have a lot of faith in you, but I guess you proved me wrong. <laughs> you okay. saved the girl. All right. Okay. Pacing. Uh, I mean, I, I like, I really like where it starts off, you know, and I really like how it jumps from the past to the present. I thought that was mm -hmm. nice. Um, you know, pacing was pretty good. It wasn't like a super, I mean, it wasn't a very long movie, so it moved at like a pretty good pace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it wasn't. I was just so bored I was for most say, of it. I looked down at my phone a lot during this movie and I had to go yep. back multiple times and be like, okay, I missed something, I guess. Uh-huh. Something happened, kind of. Yeah, I was so, so bored. Um, I don't know why, but, I, I mean, the movie is short. It was. You know, it's your standard hour and a half, easy peasy, right? But I was just like, this feels like three hours. It felt longer. Yeah. <laughs> Where I was like, is it over yet? Mm -hmm. So I don't know why it me. For some reason, it did just like it. But it had your moments of comedy that helped and gave you hope, which made you keep going. So when you start out with a comedy with Leprechaun coming out of the tree and spitting out because it's Canadian, okay, that, that pulled me in. Then you started to lose me, and then you, you got me back with ripping off the finger. And then you start to lose me, and you got me back with the bar scene. Yeah. Then you after that you kind of just lost me for good though. Yeah, I I will <laughs> say that this this movie is like very forgettable. So forgettable. It's really forgettable. Like I've seen it before, but I, I won't say it was like a first time, but right. I, it wasn't very memorable. So you know, and like even now, even now, I just watched it last night. You know what I mean? Even now, mm -hmm. I'm like there are parts of that movie, like whole sections of that movie, that are kind of fuzzy to me. Right, right, exactly. I watched it last week. I watched it twice. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't actually remember the sequence of events that happened. Yeah, I remember points. I remember moments. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, like I said, you got me with the tree and the whiskey. You got me at the bar. You got me with a finger. You got me with a steam one kill. And then I just checked out. Yeah. <laughs> my notes my notes were definitely kind of like breadcrumbs you know as I like thought about the movie in hindsight where I'm like I have notes <laughs> I'm good I can remember like where I was and what was happening so my the notes were definitely my breadcrumbs this morning when I was trying to put it all together into a sequence <laughs> yeah it was difficult it was just yeah I want it I want to like this movie a lot more than I do I think I, I think I do too because I like Leprechaun. I think it's yeah. a fun franchise, and and there's some really fun people in this movie. They're more yeah. bit parts, but yeah, you know, I'm like any movie where you have like the fun cameos of like Clint Howard and like mm -hmm. Kimmy. I'm like, I want to like this movie more, but we didn't even get to see a whole lot of them anyway. No, I, I, no, I wasn't a huge fan of this one. It had some good moments, you know. Yeah, you know, I think for me as a whole. I am more a fan of the character of the Leprechaun than I am of the actual movies. I would agree. I like the first one. I think um, the hood is kind of fun. Um, mm -hmm. the, thir the third one's fun. But yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think I like Warwick and like, the yeah. 
and the like the punniness uh-huh. more than the actual films. They're not ones that I watch very regularly. Yeah, I always watch part one around St. Patrick's Day, and I always watch part three around St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. And I'm not very fond of The Hood or Back to, and I'm definitely not fond of Space. Oh, yeah, I'm not even going to get into that shit. <laughs> and I have not seen the most recent two of them. I'm, there trying, to, is... I'm trying to think if I have either. Yeah, they made one maybe a year or two. Within two years, for sure. I think it was last year, though, ago, where it was... Um, they brought back Ozzy from part one. Oh, Okay. Yeah, of course, we have a different guy playing Leprechaun, but, I mean, people told me he did an okay job. And uh, the fact that it was more of a direct sequel to part one makes me think I will like it, though I haven't seen it yet, so I can't say. And then there was one that came out a few years before that, which people tell me is just not good. I don't don't think I've seen that one either. I I know I haven't seen it. Uh, It's on my list but I haven't gotten around to it yet. But as far as the other sequels, The Two Hoods, The Space, and this one in Vegas, this is like right in the middle for me. Yeah. Um, It's not very scary for me. I don't really care for the story. The whole trying to find a bride thing never interested me. Yeah, me neither. Right. So there we go. Scary in the story. Out of the way. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, and for overall movie rating, it's hard because I'm trying to compare it to the other ones in the franchise. And if I'm comparing it to the other ones in the franchise, it's going to rain er because I like them way less. Mm-hmm. But overall movie is a whole rating, and it's like a, a, a two <laughs> or a three for me. Mine is like a, mine is like a three and um, a few pieces of leprechaun gold. Maybe. A few pieces of gold. A three with like one gold coin. One one gold coin. One, one missing gold coin. One chocolate gold coin. Oh, wow, not even a real coin. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so it's three and like a fake gold coin. <laughs> See, yeah. From, so from a men's bathroom. I'm going with, oh my gosh, this is hard. Okay, I'm trying to think of it just as the movie alone without the franchise. The movie alone without the franchise, it's two. Mm-hmm. It's two two dolls and a finger. Okay. okay, that's fair. If I'm thinking about the other ones in the franchise and trying to give it a rating with thinking about those, because I like them way less for the most part, it's going to be a three. I'll bump it up to, um, if I'm comparing it to the other movies, I'll bump it up to a three and a piece of real leprechaun gold. (laughs) So basically a solid three for you. Yes. And a two (laughs) slash three, depending on how you're looking at it. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, if if this is a standalone movie, because you don't need to watch part one to watch this movie. Not at all. Mm -mm. It's, it's It's a two. To two, I I was, I was just so bored. It was pretty boring, and the only thing that saved it was Clint Howard, and Kimmy, mm-hmm. Michael McDonald, 
And the fun bar scene. <laughs> the bar scene is great. I mean, honestly, if it was just a short film that was like two minutes long and it was just the bar scene, I'd watch it and I'd probably rank that a, like a like a five. Oh, if it was a short film with just the bar scene, it would be like maybe an a eight. six. Maybe uh, yeah. I give I give that an eight. If that was if that scene alone was what you're watching, I love that scene. I love that scene. That scene is my favorite thing. That scene I love so much more than this movie. Like yeah, I think I watched this movie only for that scene. Actually, now that I think about it. Fair. I mean, the scene is great because, first of all, you have, like, the challenge, like, the drinking drink-off <laughs> challenge, and the leprechaun cannot say no to that. And props to Morty because, like, Morty? Marty. Um, because Morty. he really, yes, he really worked it. You know, he knew what he was doing. He yeah. needed to get the crowd involved, and everyone was like, oh, man, boo, and the leprechaun's like, well, I can't have that. And then, like, the ashtray and the drinking and the coffee afterwards. The whole thing is funny. And the the chant, one of us, one of us. I was going to say the fact that he had, like, a fan, like, a fan base. Like, he had a crowd who were like, yeah, he's one of us. Let's cheer for him. I was, okay, this is good. Hey, the little's got to stick together, man. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, one of us. Do you realize this is the second movie we've done in a row with... With some little people. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> it is. Amazing. I didn't yeah. think about that until just now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. So they could technically chant, like, chant one of us for Sideshow, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I would have loved it if the Sideshow people had a chant when they got a new, uh, a new recruit. One of us. One Me of too. us. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. All right, that was that was that was painful. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, I I wasn't having a good time doing my homework on this one. I'm so much more excited for the next two movies. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> I am too for sure. It was it was definitely um it was a struggle at times. You know, I definitely I definitely had to rewind a couple times because mm -hmm. like oh I just missed that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm like, I feel like I just missed it again, even though I my <laughs> eyes were open. I was watching it. It's like when you're reading a book and you keep reading the same page over yes. and over again. You're it's reading the like words, that. but you're not thinking about them. But they're just going phew, <laughs> like yep. right over your right. They're just not. They're yep. going in and out. And yeah, it it was hard. That's what this movie did for me. Just yeah. What what's going on? Huh? No? Yep. No. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Ooh, I'm glad it's over. Okay. I'm so excited for you next know. year though. I I love I love 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 Vegas Leprechaun. So fun. It's fun. Oh, yeah. I love Caroline Williams. Mm -hmm. So a guy from Witchboard Part Two is in it. He's a co star. <laughs> He's amazing. I mean Leprechaun Part Three is my jam. Okay. So next year I'm so excited. Um, yes. I have some fun facts for Leprechaun Part 2, though. Uh, let's hear them. Few and far between. Not a whole lot. Um, this is the only Leprechaun film to take place on St. Patrick's Day, which is true. Okay. Okay. Body count of five. Mm -hmm. Denise Richards was a contender for Bridget. Really? Heather Langenkamp was offered the role of Bridget. And she's like, no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. I know. Oh, we're happy for you, Heather. Oh, yes. 
Oh, yes. Um, You're a smart lady. <laughs> you know what she might have been doing at the time? Oh. Mm. oh. She might have been working on something. Well, no. I mean, I don't think that the timing is just a little bit off for my theory. But she played Nancy Kerrigan in the Tanya Nancy story, which was released very soon after the incident, like within months. Oh, okay. But I think this one came out a little bit too soon for her to have been working on that. Gotcha. So, yeah, because that was January of 94 mm-hmm. that it happened. So this case is probably already done. But, yeah, good call on the Nancy Kerrigan story. <laughs> over yeah. This. <laughs> yeah, very good decision. Yeah. Uh. This was the last film to get a theatrical release until Leprechaun Origins in 2014. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the One of Us that we just talk- talked about is similar to the scene from Todd Browning's 1932 Freaks. Yep, that's mm-hmm. what it reminded me of for sure. Alternate movie title. Any guesses? Um, Leprechaun 2. Where did the time go? <laughs> I don't know. Very good one. But it was <laughs> going to possibly be one wedding and lots of funerals. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty silly. I like it. Originally, thank God this didn't happen. Oh boy. This was planned to be um, filmed back to back with part three, and Bridget, Cody, and Ian and Mandy return for part three. Oh boy. Uh huh. I'm also, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Part two was enough of, it was enough. Yeah, I was, I was done. What else I got here? Um, One of the discarded drafts focused on how the leprechaun would seek revenge on Tori Redding, mm. tricking her into marrying him. I would have watched that. I would have liked that because I yeah. loved the Jennifer Aniston character. Jennifer was offered, supposedly they say, $25,000. Um, but she didn't want to uh, take up the character of Tori again and want to do friends. Good call, Jen. I was just going to say, uh, another smart choice, but I love her in the first one. Oh, my God. I love her so much in the first one. Love her. Mm-hmm. Oh, she is the best. The first one had an amazing cast. The yeah, the first one cast. Great. The kid, Ozzy, mm-hmm. her male interest, her dad, um, uncle, or um, not uncle, um, I know, I know whoever the guy is in the right. opening scene who's in the yeah, hospital. Yeah. Love him. Yeah. I mean, I love the cast in part one so very much. I really and like I part think, one. It's fun. I think I gave part one a high rating, mm-hmm. if I recall. I don't remember what the rating was, but part of that was because I love the movie to this day, and part of it is pure nostalgia, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably give that one a pretty good rating. Warwick Davis and Tony Cox were both in Willow. Which was directed by Ron Howard, Mm -hmm. by the way. So we got a little 
six degrees of separation going here. <laughs> I wrote about the guard dog being named after Mario Andretti. Yes, that's just Andretti, our guard dog. <laughs> uh-huh. Amazing. Um, that's all I got. These these fun facts are just about as fun as this movie. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, Summer and I made it through Leprechaun 2 and did a whole episode on it. Against guess all what? odds. Against all it's odds, a- we managed to get through this movie. And, you know, we worked hard. We were dedicated to the to the listeners, to the collectors, the doll parts, whatever we decided to call all of you. <laughs> did it. We did it. And it was hard. But, like, we've been preparing so for hard. this moment. You took one for the team. Yes. <laughs> it was so difficult. But, and we, we, we pulled out an hour plus out of it. I'm proud. Yeah. I'm proud too. A pat on the back <laughs> to both of us. We did it. Thank God for my rants. <laughs> <laughs> In my childhood stories. Alrighty. I that. Although that was better than the actual movie itself. Well, thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty, shall we uh, do some some shout outs? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, producer Jesse. Um, yes. Hey, boo. How you <laughs> doing? Hey. Hello. <laughs> How are we all today? As I was just listening to you all recording just now. <laughs> oh, we're we're glad it's over. Yeah, so it glad sounded it's over. like yeah. Your hearts weren't really in this one as much. It was more like you just said, like you were you were choking it down just to get through it because it was St. Patrick's Day and it's like we should do a leprechaun movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Before I actually had to watch it, I thought I liked it a lot more than I did. Like before I was picking it apart, I thought I liked this one more, but I, I don't. <laughs> I feel like I would feel that way too. Just because I have seen bits of, like, all of the Leprechaun movies. I have not, like, sat down and said, I'm going to watch Leprechaun from beginning to end. Like, it just doesn't occur. But <laughs> <I am. laughs> I've seen pieces of oh, the original. I've seen the entire first one without actually mm-hmm. seeing the first one from beginning to end. I've just seen it. It's been on a million times in my life. Oh, yeah. And so, um, but the sequels, I've maybe caught, like, a random glimpse of them here and there. Um, because it's... It was like, I like the idea of the franchise, but the problem is that it's it was in a time when, like, long horror franchises kind of already, like, had their representation with, you know, Freddy mm-hmm. and Jason and Michael yeah. Myers and that. So it's like, I think the timing of trying to introduce another serial killer horror trope was just a a series of bad it was just bad timing because it never really latched on not to say that these movies were excellent and would be fine if Halloween never existed but I think that that was also part of why those movies never took out because Warwick Davis was a really um, pretty well known actor in the 90s I mean they knew him from people knew him from um, Willow like you mentioned one of Mm -hmm. my favorite movies from as a kid and um and Return of the Jedi as uh, Wicket, the um, the main Ewok. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was. I think he was. Uh, I think he was like maybe twelve years old or something like that when he was uh, in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Or not Raiders of the Lost Ark, Return of the Jedi. Um, I think he was like seventeen. He was. He was young. 
I mean, because yeah, I'm trying I to. I can't remember exactly how much older than than I than than I am that he is. So I'm not sure how much older he is to me. That's the easier way to say that sentence, Jesse. Um, but so he was born in 1970. Oh, so he's eight years. Okay, so okay. so in '83 he would have been um, roughly like 13 yeah, you're years right. old. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. So, wow! So there you go. I because I because because uh, Return of the Jedi was the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters. So that's Ooh. why I remember that because um, I was only five years old. And um, most of mm-hmm. my friends, I'm usually on the old. I'm the I'm I'm like at the older end of most of my friends. I have a few older friends that I've met uh, made since my childhood. But all of my childhood friends are younger than me. So I remember that being a big bragging point like hey i saw return of the jedi in the theaters i was like oh you suck and now it's like not even now now it's just a sign of you're old now it's not a cool <laughs> so anyway uh that's my uh brief and for those of you who do like warwick davis and don't necessarily care to see him in a horror tone but want to see him be funny um and you don't mind like say cringy humor check out um life's too short which is an hbo show oh yeah um, I haven't seen that. It's uh, it's another co-opted Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant project. Who made, they okay. both made the uh, original Office. Mm-hmm. They, um, it's it's basically it's supposed to be a fictitious like biography series of Warwick Davis, even though it's it's a cartoonish version of his life. Well, kind of right. like Seinfeld, where it's like it's supposed to show like the life of Jerry Seinfeld, but it's not his actual life. It's a cartoonish right. version of it. It's like that. And the, and the humor is very, very good and dark and just exactly what I like. So that's why that's where I love Warwick Davis is when he's actually trying to be funny because he's actually a really funny actor in, in mm-hmm. the few oh, things yeah. that he's tried to be funny. I'm going to have to watch that. That sounds awesome. It's a great show. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, and he's a he's a great he's a great artist. He's really really amazing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Shout and, out to uh, Eric. We and love you. He's the best part about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he I mean, he's what gave the movie um however many installments of this franchise mm-hmm. that there are. Oh yeah. I mean, he's mm-hmm. the reason why this movie exists for the most part because he kind of nailed it and um mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I mean but um, but yeah no he's he's great and um, it's it's cool to be able to talk about him um, or and, and and his work in a in the context of this podcast and for you listeners who are hopefully enjoying this podcast um, if you do enjoy the show and you are listening to this episode on a different platform than you are used to you can find us wherever podcasts can be found we are also on Spotify Apple Podcasts and Anchor. And archive episodes will eventually be all found on the Dolls of Horror YouTube channel. There's only a few on there now, but they will all get there eventually. And we have implemented a new feature called live streaming. Called live streaming. Everybody knows <laughs> that as live streaming, but um, we didn't really come up with a clever title. But just like we're gonna live stream once a mm-hmm. month. So yay! That one's coming up. Um, well, it's coming up for this recording, but um, we're gonna have one every month. On a Friday, um, it's not going to be necessarily the same Friday of every month, but um, but those two things are we're going to try to make true every time. Uh, Friday once a month, and um, if you subscribe to our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash The Dolls of Horror and subscribe for as little as five dollars, you will enter into a, a weekly drawing, or rather a monthly drawing 
uh, where you can get a T-shirt of the Dolls of Horror with several design logos to choose from, and that will get sent right to your door simply for being a Patreon subscriber and entering in, and you'll always be in the drawing when you, once you become a Patreon subscriber. If you don't get drawn, you'll still be in the drawing. It's not like you get one shot and then that's it. Once you have right. once you have become eligible for a T-shirt, you will constantly be in the drawings until you get a T-shirt. So that's right. I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna stiff you. And if you do, not go, gonna scrap everyone. Okay, start over. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, give us more money, or we're not gonna draw again. No, 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 we're not doing that. <laughs> um, and also during the live streams, we also will be doing um, trivia, which will have some. Uh, great horror features like um, Jason Trivia and Freddy Trivia, and we will be using that during the live streams to give away more merchandise with our awesome logo on it. And if you haven't checked out the logo, please go check it out. Go uh, Basically, wherever you're witnessing this right now, go find our logo somewhere. It's awesome. It's probably right where you're looking right now, and it's, yes. it's, pretty, it's pretty amazing. Um, all uh, thanks to the lovely artwork by um, Clark Felix, who is not here, but he is definitely part of the team. And um, mm-hmm. he does amazing work. I have not had the pleasure of um, meeting this fine gentleman, although I've not had the pleasure of meeting Jamie in fi- uh, person either. So. This is true. So we have a lot of bridges to cross. <laughs> I'm before the only we're... one with the, arm, with the honor of knowing Clark in the flesh. So you're the only True. one who has met everybody on the show. That's <laughs> kind, yeah. kind of great. I just bring people together. <laughs> no, that's True. not true. I haven't met Jamie in person. Oh, there you go. It's okay. No, it's true. Yeah, yeah. that's not true. It so we're gonna, like it. it. It feels like it, but it's not true. We're going to have to. <laughs> no, yeah. that close. You really do have the go way back, and I guess I never asked. I, I could have sworn that you guys crossed paths at some point. So, this shows nope. up. so folks, just listen no. how this is our prep. Like, I, I literally did not know this. And. <laughs> going into it just i didn't know it I, I had to think about it. i'm like no wait yeah <laughs> i've never met jamie we were it instagram just, friends it feels like i it feels like i know you guys in person like i it's i true. have memories i have memories of hugs and high fives yeah. and but it's not true, true. it's not true <laughs> but it's all an illusion and with all of that said if um you don't necessarily want to donate, and that's totally fine. There is no pressure whatsoever. Please enjoy our product without giving us money. It is totally, totally fine. Um, but if you do want to reach out and say hello, um, there are several ways you can do that. You can find us on the social medias. The The Dolls of Horror has a Facebook page. It has an Instagram page. And just uh, with a simple search, you can find us very easily. And if you just want to reach out the old-fashioned way and just say hello and you don't want to bother with the social medias and you want to use the dinosaur version of emailing people, you can also do that at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. The other social media sites, obviously, at Facebook and Instagram are both at thedollsofhorror. And Twitter at just Dolls of Horror, but I believe if you do the search, you should be able to find all of us um, either way. But that is all I have as far as promoting the show and making everybody want to keep listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and on our Instagram page and our Facebook page, I made a link tree, you know, where you just visit one link and it takes you to a bunch of links. So you can access our merch on that link. You can access our 
a podcast on that link. You can access our Patreon on that link. So it's kind of a one-stop shop for all the stuff that you need on the link tree. Mm-hmm. And that is posted on the Instagram and the Facebook for the Dolls of Horror, as well as our personal pages as well. Yep. But not everybody has access to that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and so the descriptions and the descriptions for just about every way that you are consuming this, uh, provided mm-hmm. that it's live is um, or streaming rather, um, can be. We'll also have the links for basically our Facebook, for Instagram, for um, Patreon, and if you want to just buy a T-shirt and just be like, I don't want to go through all the hoops. I just want a T-shirt. <laughs> You can go right to the you can go right to the website and buy a T-shirt right from mm-hmm. them, and you'll still get the awesome Bells of Horror logo right on it. So there right. you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah, amazing. Okay, now of course we already talked about him, but we have to talk about him again. Clark, our artist. Clark is so amazing, girl. Oh my gosh! Just now, as we were talking, mm-hmm. he sent me another picture that he did and it's awesome it's so amazing i'm freaking i'm like what it's for poltergeist so it's for one of our older episodes and he he just did it and i was just like what 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 amazing i am good freaking dude yeah it's so good yes yes totally can't wait to post this so excited i know i can't wait for everybody to see it it's adorable it's really cool Clark, we love you. Uh, Clark Felix, you can find his um, Facebook, his Instagram on our uh, pages, obviously. And he does commissions. So if you want your likeness drawn by the amazing Clark Felix, hit me up. I can tell you how to get in touch with him. And you guys can talk about that because working with him was a dream, too. Oh, He's a friend, but working with him was a dream. He's amazing. Yeah. He's great at what he does. He's so good at what he does. And, and he's, he's just a delightful person, too. Such a so. delightful person. So, so amazing. So thank you, Clark, for everything you do for us. We could not do the show without you and Jesse on this creative team we got going on. True. So, yes, we, we have a really nice family. we have a nice little little team we have developed over the last year. Yes. So it's pretty great. It's pretty great. Um, next up, Christy Adams and Nightmare Toys. Go check out the store. Um, so many good new items just came in and I want to buy them all, but I have no money, so I can't. Same. (laughs) Always, always want to buy everything in the store. Oh, so good. And Days of the Dead Chicago, given that it's still happening, is coming up. At yeah. time of recording, it's still on. Yes. Okay. It's technically not Chicago. It's in the suburb called Rosemont, but it's close, close to O'Hare, close to the airport. Again, at time of recording, not a lot of guests have been announced yet. But at this point in time, in the Rona times, when I'm going to these conventions, it is more to see my my convention friends and family, such as yourself, Jamie, than it is about the actual guest. It's more of a a friend time, a bonding time, all socially distanced and safe, of course. Of course. But yeah, so go check out the Days of the Dead website for all the latest happenings on that. Obviously, it'll be able to tell you a little bit more because they'll have more information out there. 
And Days of the Dead Vegas is happening in May. We have got a Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 reunion. Uh, Hello. So cool. So freaking cool. So please go check out that as well if you're in that area. Days of the Dead is great because they have little, they have their conventions kind of a little bit of everywhere. There's Chicago, Indianapolis for the Midwest. There is Atlanta for the South. And then there is Vegas for your West Coasters. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's only in Indy, only in Chicago, only in New Jersey, only in Vegas. So there's a little bit of something for everybody. So like a lot of people will drive to the different conventions, which is yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Totally. And they're really nice people that run it too. So I really love supporting them because they're really great. And they support us. They're awesome. Yeah. They're amazing. I'm very proud to be in partnership with the Days of the Dead. Me too. Oh, that's still like so exciting to me. Yeah, it's it's thrilling. I love them. I love them so much. Also, Christy Adams is in partnership with with them a little bit through their toy stores. Mm-hmm. So they they merged a little bit with one of the other toy stores called uh, I think it's Big Bing Toys. Okay. So so yeah. Also, that one is also in Vegas, and yeah, it's a good time. It's just a good time. I can't wait to see my convention family again. I love and miss them so much. Oh, I know. Yes. I know. Yes. Uh, podcast shout outs. Wes and Kevin from It's a Horror Podcast. Please go check them out. We love them. They're amazing. Okay. So awesome. Um, what else have I been listening to? Have you been listening to anything? Kind of just, kind of just my standbys, you know, lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have been listening to the Passions for Life podcast, which is always fun. It's a passions podcast, of course. And uh, the Victory Podcast, which is a podcast for Entourage. Oh. <laughs> I started listening to that and I'm freaking out. I'm loving it so much. It has Kevin Dillon and Doug Ellen, the creator of Entourage, and Kevin Conley, who also was starring in Entourage. So I'm totally into the Victory Podcast. So definitely, if you enjoy some Entourage, go check it out. Okay, it made me appreciate the show so much. So much more than I already did. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I mean, that's kind of pretty much what I've been listening to. I listened to a little bit of the um, Saturday Night at the Movies podcast. Mm -hmm. But at time of recording, they haven't released very many new episodes. They had a good Christmas season, though. They they talked Die Hard. They talked um, Gremlins. Nice, oh. one of my favorites. Uh huh. So they had a great Christmas season of episodes. So I'm, I was totally into it. And we would have to mention our man, friend of the show, two time guest, Taylor Ball, and his yeah. new podcast, the That's Heavy podcast. If you like some metal, please go check out that That's Heavy podcast. He's got some really fun interviews. totally oh so Mm -hmm. proud so proud to see it like you know for like see what he's doing it's awesome i am so proud too because he's been telling me about starting the show for like a year he's been talking to me about it but he's never done it after he came on our show he launched it within a week he said we inspired him oh shucks i'm so happy to hear that (laughs) and it's really good he's got really great guests and yeah go check it out and he's just a really good guy. He's a lot of fun to talk to and he's a lot of fun to listen to. And if mm-hmm. you're a fan of 90s TV, or sorry, early 2000s TV, he's a lot of fun to watch too. 
So check yes. out his his credits because I mean, like I said, I was a fan of his acting stuff before we were ever friends. Yeah. So he's a good time. Okay. Well, that's about all I got. Do you have anything else to add? Oh, you know, as always, just shout out to you, Summer, for being mm-hmm. such a great co-host and friend. Again, I feel like I've hugged you many times before. Virtual hugs. Yes, virtual hugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same with Jesse, of course. Always, always got to shout out Jesse. And of course, mm-hmm. all the listeners. Thanks for all listening. the listeners. I'd love to give you hugs in a different time when it's not Rona. Um, virtual hugs to you all as well. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till we can all go to conventions and hug each other again. I know. Me too. Yeah. Because socially distanced convention is better than no convention. It is. But it's not nearly as fun as how it used to be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We have some two very exciting movies coming up next. We have Havenhurst. Mm-hmm. Which is a Julie Benz, Jennifer Blanc, um, who I mentioned because she was in Friends till the end, right. uh, thriller. She, uh, and I watched it first time watch, and I said, "Okay, we got to cover this movie. It's so interesting." So we have that to look forward to. And for April Fool's Day, we have Killer Party, yo, which I'm so excited about. I'm so excited for you for this. This one is part of my childhood as well. Not childhood. I would say teenage years. Okay. I wasn't super young when I watched it, but after I watched it, I was hooked. And it's just amazing. I know that Christy also really likes this movie. If you're in the know, you like this movie. And if you like 80s horror, you're going to enjoy this movie. So it's just it's so much fun. It's so much fun. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I tell, I tell everybody I can about Killer Party. So, <laughs> so happy. And like I said, it's an April Fool's Day movie. Woo woo. Yes. <laughs> um, a, a holiday that's ripe, ripe with, uh, you know, horror movie op- opportunities. <laughs> so many opportunities. And I like, I picked this one. Not only because it's fun, but because it is way better than the April Fool's Day remake. <laughs> yeah. It was either that or that. And I'm like, oh, good choice. Can we please just do this one? Yeah, good choice. <laughs> I'm so excited you're able to find it streaming. This oh, was yeah. Killer Party was another one of those movies that I saw on VHS. It wasn't on DVD. And I bought it on bootleg. Of course. So since then, it has become available and i purchased it again uh the proper way and i'm happy that it's streaming now because some of those movies they're not even streaming yeah it's true it's true so exciting all right y'all we had a lot of fun not really talking about leprechaun (laughs) part two but we had a lot of fun talking to each other at least right we did we did it was a good chat it was a good chat session we had a lot of fun talking about michael mcdonald and Clint Howard and Kimmy Robertson. Mm-hmm. That's, we did. that's who we had a good time talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and Mario Andretti. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening and hanging out with us. Please contact us on our social media because we love talking to y'all and it's so much fun. And I mean, well, that about wraps it up with that. I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. 
and you've been listening to the Dolls of Horror. We will talk to you later. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this has been a presentation of the Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the Dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at the Dolls of Horror or on Twitter at Dolls of Horror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash the Dolls of Horror for more information. Thanks for listening and see you next time. I'm a leprechaun. Look, I don't care if you're the tooth fairy, all right? I just want you to pay up so I can get out of here. So it's sweet gold you'll be wanting. A gold card, Visa, MasterCard. I prefer cash, but maybe you're a little short. <laughs> Boom. You know, the little boxes on the side, it had XXX dry, and I said, that just sounds so dirty. I know. <laughs> the erotic coffee order, yes. That's a great day today, Cody. I just sold another 5% share in the franchise. Look, Morty, we got a full hearse waiting for the tour. I even suckered two rubes for the deluxe package. Let's go. Just two? You're slipping, kid. I was in kind of a hurry. Bridget and I have a date to meet up with some kids from school down at the go-kart park. Ah, l'amour. But one day, you'll wake up and you'll realize there is only one thing a woman wants. She will grab your heart, tear it out of your chest, and throw it on the floor. Um, Leprechaun 2, where did the time go? I don't know. (laughs)